Hello there and welcome to Revelations from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett, and I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive ministry updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my ministry page on Facebook at Paula Cornette Ministries. Follow me on Instagram at either Revelations from the Heart or Minister Paula. Or you can check me out on YouTube at Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett, and we are on episode number 85. Now, Revelations Heart of the Heart podcast has kind of taken a twist for the better. We um, have started to do not only audio, but also video podcasts as well. So my special guest, Sarah Harmon, is with me today, and she's going to be sharing her personal testimony of salvation and also her testimony of healing. And so I'm very excited to have her as a guest because I've known Sarah before she was born. It sounds like something out of the Bible, you know, like before I, before I, you were before born, the foundations of the world. Yes. So um, it's just amazing to see her as a grown woman. In fact, when I look at the screen at her, it, I just see that little, I can remember you at like two years old, little girl running around and that's who I see, but she is a grown woman now. And not only a grown woman, but a godly woman, a woman who puts her trust and her faith in the Lord and has served the Lord uh, at an early age. And I um, also want to add that she is an award winning filmmaker. And so she'll share a little bit more about that. She's also an adjunct professor at two universities where she lives in Wichita, Kansas, and just doing a great and wonderful job there. And um, just a, a wonderful daughter, sister, friend. And um, just a special guest that have her today. So I want to just welcome to the podcast for the very first time, my dear friend, Sarah Harmon. Hello, Sarah. Yes. Hello, Paula. It's nice to be with you today. Yes. I'm so very glad to have you and so excited for what it is that you're going to share because um, what you're going to share, you know, is a part of the journey with you as well. And just to see how you've come out on the other side has been a blessing. But as always, for those that are first time guests on Revelations from the Heart, I always ask that they share, start off by sharing their personal testimony of salvation. So if you would just do that for us, um, just let the audience, the hearers know um, how it is that you got saved. Uh, yeah, well, I, I realize now that the initial one stuck, um, but I, I first, it first happened when I was three, when I was three years old. And I was definitely aware of what was going on just because I've been taught that, you know, practically my whole life. So, yeah, I think it, was, it must have been like July, maybe July 4th or around that time. Uh, I was watching a children's TV show called Kids Like You and this Kathy. She always did the Salvation Prayer at the end of the show. And um, that one day I finally did it. Like I actually prayed with her and I told my mom what happened. And she was really happy about that, obviously. Uh, and then about three years later, you know, I was six years old and I wasn't sure if that counted because I was really little at three and I just wanted to make sure I had all my bases covered. So um, at the school that I was at, there was like a guy kind of dressed in sheriff outfit or whatever. His name was Sheriff Dave. And uh, he did, you know, wanted to bring the kids up if they wanted to get saved. So I went up there again at six 
And then I want to say it was about nine or 10. And I was like, well, maybe it still didn't stick. And so I did it again uh, at about nine or 10 years old. But I realized in retrospect that the one at three years old was that, that, that was definitely the one that, that was the actual one. But, you know, I'm kind of glad that I have my blessed insurance all set up for that one. <laughs> That's a blessing. You know, just about everybody that I've had on the podcast thus far, their testimony has been they've been saved at an early age when they were a child. Yeah. And, you know, God uh, really can begin, you know, to start in the heart of a child. And it's it, it, it kind of makes life a lot better when you serve him at an early age because it kind of yeah. shields and keeps you from you know, certain things. So it's just a blessing to hear uh, that testimony. And I also wanted to interject about y'all. I forgot, failed to mention that Sarah's also a podcast um, yes. uh, host as well, along with her sister and two other podcasters. They have a podcast called the Double Stuff Podcast, and they use a lot of comedy and they'll keep you laughing on their podcast. So uh, she does, she wears a lot of hats and does a lot of things in film and production and all that kind of stuff like that. And you also, you failed to mention she was a graduate of ORU or Robert Trudeau yes. University. And so <laughs> yeah. how long has it been, Sarah? It's been a while since you graduated. How long has it been? Uh, class of 2009. So it's oh, been wow. a while. So we're, we're dating you here. We're dating yeah. you here. You're your age. Yeah. I want to go back with you to a time when you experienced, uh, really it was an attack from the enemy on your physical body that um, resulted in you being hospitalized for uh, a month or so, I believe it was. And I just want you to um, begin to share just kind of how all that came about. And from what I understand, it was on the verge of really a great breakthrough that God gave you. Um, and you were on the verge of um, receiving a lot of accolades and just going into another level. But right before that, the enemy attacked your physical body. And um, I just want you just to begin by sharing, you know, what it was that happened and how God brought you out of that. Yeah, well, this happened around, it was not long after my birthday, um, August of 2018. Um, I think I want to say it was about a week after that. I kind of had a weird birthday. It kind of felt odd and foreboding, like something bad was about to happen. And I want to say about, you know, maybe about a week or so later, I started having some weird abdominal pains. I, I kind of felt it when it happened. And, you know, I mean, unfortunately, I'd had those pains before. Um, and it usually took about two weeks or so for it to finally go away. I mean, it was very painful, but it would eventually go away. But this time it didn't. And actually, it got worse and worse and worse. And it, was, it probably lasted about a month which, which is not good. And so it, it was excruciating. I felt like somebody was like standing on top of me and just like mm -hmm. kicking me in the gut. You know, it was very painful. So it hurt to sit and stand and breathe. Like every movement was just excruciating. And so, yeah, it lasted about a month. I had taken all kinds of, you know, medicine. I mean, no, no, no like prescription stuff, but just about a, a bunch of over-the-counter stuff. And, you know, I had changed my eating and all that kind of stuff, but it just kept getting worse. And around that time too, kind of bleeding into September, um, I started throwing up constantly. Like, not, it wasn't even just from eating. It just, I just, just kept throwing up. And the very last time I, I like was violently throwing up, I kind of felt my body go, you know, 
you know, like if you're in a factory or something and you turn off that big switch and you hear all this, all the settings and stuff just shut down. That's kind of how I felt in my body. And I knew that my body was shutting itself down and things weren't functioning correctly. And it got to the point where it would take me about an hour just to get up off a chair. Like I was that weak and it hurt so much for the, the littlest of movements. And so I want to say it was around September 17th or September 16th, thereabout. Um, I want to say it was about two or three in the morning. And that that weekend before had been so painful. I had gone to um, like an emergency clinic or something to kind of figure out what was wrong with me. The doctor and the nurse there didn't take me too seriously. They just gave me some some medicine for like a bladder infection and just, you know, had me go on my way. But I knew there was something more than that. But anyway, that weekend, it was just, it was bad. It was bad. And nothing was helping. And and I started having hallucinations, which I haven't had before or since. And I, so I, I didn't realize that, I guess, when you're in that much pain, you start seeing things, <laughs> weird, you know. Um, but I felt like when I was hallucinating, that was when I wasn't in pain. It was kind of a weird thing. Um, but it was around that time I had to been, like I said, about two or three in the morning and my mom saw me, I think my eyes started kind of rolling in the back of my head and that was like, okay, we need to get her to the hospital now. And so they kind of had to practically carry me to the car to get in. Like literally I could not move that well. And I started getting really swollen. My fingers were huge and my face had gotten so big and my thigh, like I was inflated. It was, you know. So anyway, they they were thankfully the hospital there was a hospital that was maybe five, ten minutes away. So thankfully they were able to get me there in time. And really that's all I remember. And when I woke up, I was already in ICU, you know, tubes everywhere and all that. And the little bit I kind of remember was that apparently the doctor told my parents it's a good thing you got her in here when she did, because any longer she would be dead, you know. So mm -hmm. uh it was like almost died on the way to the hospital sick. It was that bad. And uh, yeah, I was in the hospital for 30 days. Um, the first two weeks was complete ICU. So, you know, I couldn't eat anything, couldn't drink anything. I could barely move. I couldn't do anything on my own, which was just the weirdest thing. Like I couldn't walk on my own, breathing I needed help with, even just getting up out of bed. I needed assistance with everything. And, you know, it, it was just a really rough time. And you know, um, it, it, it's something I'd never experienced before. I mean, it's not like you anticipate something like this happening, but that, that is kind of what happened. So, you know, in the middle of all that, <clears throat> definitely had a lot of prayers going my way because a lot of times, you know, I was either partially, partially, you know, drugged up or whatever. So I really wasn't fully conscious a lot of the time. Um, so, but thankfully, you know, my parents were there, you know, um, my parents' pastor, who was there quite frequently, was always checking up on me, uh, which I greatly appreciated. Um, and I'm, I'm, glad, I'm grateful for them and my family for checking up on me because it was also a really lonely time. You know, um, there were people that I thought were my friends um, that I had a good relationship with, I guess, but they never called me or checked up on me or or anything. And I don't, I guess that kind of felt like not only was I in pain with all this, but also felt like pain that I felt like no one really cared. I mean, outside from family, you know, it, it was just a really lonely time too, but man, that, that whole two weeks was rough. Um, 
you know, just getting poked and prodded and, and they finally realize all the bloating was from some kind of weird liquid. They don't even know really what it was, but I think I called it and they called it like liquid bacteria. My body was just filled with like fluid that they're not quite sure where it came from. Cause they said there was no opening in my body as to what caused it. My body was just full of fluid for some reason. And they had, they had taken me in an ambulance to the main hospital to get me drained out essentially. And they had to stick holes in my stomach and drain it out. And it's the first initial, it, it filled up basically like a two liter, it was basically the size of like a two liter bottle of soda. Like there was, and that was just the initial draining. And I had that on me up until I left the hospital. So who, who knows how much liquid that bacteria stuff was actually in my body. Like I said, enough for me to be so big and bloated, you know, they literally had to drain me to get to where I was. Um, I, I lost like about 60, over 60 pounds. So I, that was the skinniest I had ever been. You know, I, I would not recommend that weight loss uh, regime at all. Do it the healthy way, diet, exercise. But yeah, it was just, it was weird. It was like a whole different person that I was looking at in the mirror. I hadn't, I hadn't seen myself in the mirror for like three weeks until I had gone into the recovery area and I saw myself in the mirror and I couldn't believe what I saw. It was this skin and bones, you know, weak, um, you know, unfortunately due to the shock that my body had dealt with, I had lost a good chunk of my hair and I typically have my hair braided, but it was only being held by strands. So, you know, after I got out of the hospital, it essentially had to kind of cut the dead hair out. Um, and then what in the hair that was there had gone completely white. Like I said, my mm -hmm. body had gone so much shock. I essentially had white hair of the strands that was left. Uh, it, it was it, it was a lot, but like I said, I'm really grateful for all the prayers and stuff that happened, especially those first two weeks because it didn't look like I was leaving the hospital. You know, the, the first that's definitely the first few days I was there, I was very critical, and even to this extent now, I still don't really know how bad, but I know it was enough for them to not think I was going to leave the hospital. You know, and uh, but. You know, like I said, thankfully I have people like you and, you know, my mom had this prayer chain going uh, throughout yeah. the whole process. Um, she would visit me almost every morning. You know, we would pray, do communion, or at least she would do communion. I wasn't able to eat and stuff at the time, but, you know, we kind of did it together in that aspect. And, you know, we were just believing that I was going to come out of this, you know, and kind of like what you said at the beginning, it was right before this big breakthrough happened. It was like, it was definitely a di diabolical attack because it and was that's like, the way the enemy does. He yeah. right before you're on the verge of something great or, you know, uh, he can see the signs of it and yeah. he'll come to bring some an attack to get us to get us, you know, down or, you know, mm -hmm. to, but hey, the purpose and plan of God will come to pass and it will be fulfilled. Yeah. And just tell the listeners, what was that? What was that that you were on the brink of? Yeah, so uh, about about a month before all this happened, I I had completed. It was actually it was supposed to be a, a two person project, but unfortunately, we had both got laid off of our jobs before this happened. That's a story in itself. But I had produced by myself a, a documentary, a twenty minute documentary um, about Wichita's very first amusement park that was in the middle of the river, a little island in the river at the turn of the century. And, you know, it was my first time doing anything like that. And I knew it was going to be something good. Like, I just didn't, like, I couldn't really say exactly, but I knew it was going to be something good. And so when this whole thing happened, I had just submitted it to our local film festival. 
And this was when all this stuff happened. And so I know this is kind of, I, mean, I guess I can laugh at it now, but around that time where it, they weren't sure what was going to happen with me and I was still pretty critical and I had started, which I never, I never think about death or being that morbid, but you know, at the time I was thinking, I was like, oh man, what's, you know, what's the funeral going to be like? And, you know, and I started, and I was like, no, 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 I can't be thinking like that, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm sure that's happened where a lot of people, like, the more they think about it, the more that starts taking the reality. And then before you know it, you're gone, you know? So I'm like, no, we can't do that. Plus I can't die. I got a documentary that's, <laughs> that's in the works, you know? So honestly, the, the two reasons why I'm like, I can't die. One, I didn't want to bring that kind of grief to my family. But two, I had a documentary and I definitely wanted to live to see that, you know? So those are like the two reasons that kept going. And, and since then, you know, that movie has won uh, uh, an, an award. So one best Kansas documentary and, and a, in 2019. Um, then I've done another one that, that has won actually two awards for best Kansas documentary and best documentary short. So, you know, the thing is, is that that's led to other successes with that because of that film. And, uh, and because, and for a minute, <laughs> I couldn't do it too much, but I even edited a little bit while I was in ICU. There's actually pictures of me trying to edit this while I have tubes all on me and I'm trying to so sit while you're in the hospital, you're actually working on your documentary. Yeah, yeah, I talked my dad into bringing the computer to ICU with me, and I really was not in any position to do it, but I was like, well, if I can't control my body, I can control the outcome of this film. It was kind of that thing. So I wasn't able to do too much, but enough to me to try to do to something. To become an award-winning filmmaker, enough to do that, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, talking about costing blood, sweat, and tears, like that is very <laughs> Like true. for real, like for real. <laughs> yeah, for so real. And be sure to tell us about the end, I might say it wrong, Arkansas River, because that's yeah. what your documentary is surrounded around. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. And you guys are going to get an interesting fact. If you ever visit Kansas, Sarah's going to let you know what you don't do when you visit Kansas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if you ever come to Kansas, probably any place in Kansas, but definitely Wichita, um, if you talk about the Arkansas River, you will definitely get pointed out. You know, out of the other maybe 49 states, you can call it Arkansas River. But in Kansas, it's the Arkansas River. And they will they will let you know. You know, you're obviously not from around here because you're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> but but that was where the amusement park was. There was a little island in the middle of the Arkansas River. And there was an amusement park there. You know, it was a rival to New York's Coney Island. That was... Um, up around the same time period. So 1906 to 1918. Yeah. Wow. That's really awesome. Yeah. So if you ever go, if you ever go, sorry, I was a little delayed. When you ever you go to Kansas, make sure you do not say Arkansas River, but the Arkansas River. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, just just a rule of okay, thumb. You don't yeah. want to be pointed out. You do not want to be pointed out. <laughs> yes. So Sarah, I want to ask you a question. So as you were going through um, all those, you know, like when you were in the hospital and everything like that, is there anything that like really stood out to you that while you were kind of like literally fading in and out of consciousness that, yeah. you know, that 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 you remember, you know, as you were just, you know, like going through the, did you like think like, am I ever going to get out of here or? You know, was your mind just filled with thoughts or were you pretty much just kind of like not really anything else going on? It, it was a bit of both, uh, a bit of both for sure. I mean, a lot of times 
it was some really long nights because I was still in pain, you know, even though they were giving me the drugs and stuff. And some days I couldn't feel anything, but other times it was still very painful, you know. Um, so long nights, um, long mornings, it felt eternal because I'm like, am I ever going to get out of here? I mean, thankfully I did. What even made it longer was being discharged from the hospital, you know, because mm -hmm you know, what you, you are getting in the hospital, you're getting that round the clock care and you're getting the special drugs to alleviate the pain. But once you get home, you don't have that, you know, and you're just, you're just relying on the few prescriptions they give you to hold you. But it's definitely not the same as being in the hospital, obviously, you know. So how long was your recovery after you came home? Um, I, I was kind of on essentially like bed rest, because uh, I was discharged, I want to say I was discharged, I think October 17th. So I was discharged about five days before my documentary premiered. And uh, yeah, and so I was able to see it. I was in a wheelchair and I was wrapped up in blankets and I had had to wear this big old mask over me. I, I only had enough energy to see my film and I was having trouble breathing and then they had to take me home. But I at least stayed there long enough to see my film. And, uh, but yeah, I, I think... I want to say, at least in terms of being like bedridden or in a sense, it was by the time I got home, so like mid-October to at least probably mid-January of 2019. So it took about three, three and a half months for me to even just move comfortably. Mm -hmm. it, took most, it took most of 2019 for me to fully recover. But by the time February rolled around, I was at least well enough to, it was still painful, but I could at least stand and walk. Um, I think by maybe late uh, February, I couldn't drive. I, my, my reflexes and I was still weak enough to actually drive. So if I did have to go somewhere like for doctor's appointments, then, you know, somebody else had to take me. I wasn't well enough to drive yet until probably the spring. And even then I had to have someone with me, you know, so I didn't really start driving by myself until maybe the end of 2019. So you know, when, it, you've through, when you've been through those kind of things like that, where the simple things that sometimes we can take for granted, like oh, putting yeah. on your own clothes or, you know, buttoning button in your shirt or, you know, getting dressed or oh, walking. Yeah. When, you, oh, when, when you look back and then you're able to do those things, you thank God, like, I'm just thankful, Lord, that I have the activity of my limbs, yeah. that I can think yeah. clearly, that I can, you know, that I can uh, move around, that I can get around. And so, you know, having been down like that mm -hmm. and then you know, going through the process, you know, of I'm sure that you look back now and I'm sure the simple things that you do now that may have, you, you may have taken for granted, you'd be felt like this is a, this is a major success now, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It definitely makes you appreciate. You don't realize how much, you know, when you're in the hospital, you know, you have that, that muscle atrophy because you hadn't yeah. used your body. So I had to kind of regain my muscle again. So even just standing up oh my goodness just standing up you don't realize how much you use your core muscles you know and, and by then I, ha I had no stomach muscles so trying to sit <laughs> up or or if I drop yeah. something and down you're like oh my goodness you know so even just sitting up you don't realize how much balance and muscle you have to just sit up in a chair it's it's, it's amazing how the body works and then when it, it doesn't no, it really know. is because the least little thing, you, like you said, you don't realize. Like I need all of this. I need all of it to be working and functioning yeah. properly, so that everything can, you know, 
to yeah. can move and function properly. Well, if you don't mind, will you um, just uh, lead us in a word of prayer? You may be listening to this or watching this podcast today, and maybe you have um, sickness in your physical body, and you may be needing healing. And Sarah and I are both believers. We believe that uh, as we pray, that if you receive that, hey, healing can take place in your body. So I'm going to ask Sarah just to lead us in a prayer of healing for those that may have gotten a diagnosis of a sickness or maybe even dealing with some physical condition right now. We're going to believe God to touch you right where you are and heal your physical body. Yeah, well, Lord, I speak healing and not just healing, supernatural wholeness in these people's bodies. And Lord, I know the doctors might have said something, but you have the final say. You know, uh, Jesus uh, um, shed his blood all those thousands of years ago. He took all those sicknesses and ailments and aches and pains, anything from the slightest to the detrimental. By his stripes, you were healed. That we that means you are healed. So I speak mm-hmm. a supernatural healing on these people's bodies. I speak the joy of the Lord in people. The joy of the Lord is your strength. A merry heart does good like a medicine. So I speak laughter and, and supernatural joy into people's lives. Uh, I speak blessing over, over Paula as she's been doing uh, this podcast series for these years and all these different episodes that whenever people are listening to it, whether they're doing it right now or a few years from now, that there's no distance between you and no distance between them. So if they're listening to this now, then they'll get healed. They'll be touched by this. And if there's someone that's dealing with some of the same things I have, I'm a living testament and I'm alive to, to say this, to pray this. So I speak some supernatural healing on these people's bodies. And just, I, I, I'm so thankful for technology that they're able to listen and, and hear all of this. So thank you, Lord, for the technology that they're able to take this stuff in. And uh, I just, just speak a good day for everybody. We all need a good day. Speak a good day and a good week for everybody from here on out. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And if you believe and receive that, it shall be done for you. Thank you yeah. so very much, Sarah. I want you just to share with the listeners, you have a screening coming up actually there in your area. So if you're in the Kansas area, you can actually see Sarah in person, her and her sister. Just tell us a little bit about what you guys got going on there at the uh, mall there in Kansas. Yeah, yeah. So so at the time of this recording, we, are, we have some temporary free studio space at a mall called Town West Mall. And uh, we have a little area where we play some films. We actually play a couple of our award-winning documentaries, and we do some other fun quizzes and fun stuff. Uh, we're in the process of working on a do- another documentary. It's still in the beginning stages, so can't tell too much now, but hopefully we will in a few more months. Um, so we'll be doing that. Our screenings will be uh, March 31st. That'll be our final one for the month of March. And like I said, we'll be playing our screenings and, and films there. We'll do some prizes and all that cool stuff. Um, like Paula said, I'm part of a podcast, me and Charity and a couple of our coworkers called the Double Stuff Podcast. We do just a bunch of humorous stuff. Um, nothing political or anything like that. There's enough of that around. So hopefully we're like a <laughs> breath of fresh air with that one. And we talk about ridiculous stuff from sandwiches to sideburns. That's kind of like our little slogan there. Um, and if you want to check us out on, on the different social media uh, platforms, uh, if you want to check out me and Charity stuff, you can just go to uh, either Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at We Harmon Sisters. And if you want to check us out on uh, our podcast, we're also available on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and YouTube at Double Stuff Podcast. And on Twitter, and that's Double Stuff P, and that's the letter P. All right. Did y'all get all of that? Did you, I hope you got all of that. So be sure to check her out on our other platforms. And uh, you can also, you know, if you're in the Kansas area, you can go in and 
uh, actually screen and watch uh, her documentaries. Very, very, very professionally done. Well, she's an award-winning filmmaker, so I mean, it has to be done great, right? <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what can I say? What can I say? Yeah, what can you say, huh? So it's been wonderful having you as a guest and you just sharing your testimony. And um, it was my hopes that those that have heard it, that um, they will know and understand that Jesus is still the healer. And that, um, you know, I just think about you were on the brink of death, but God, yeah. but God, and, you know, you're here today to share that powerful testament of his goodness towards you. And so I want to just leave the listeners with if uh, you just started listening to this last week or well, the last few weeks, um, I finished a series up on the signs that we will see just before Jesus returns. And if you haven't listened to those episodes, you can go back in the archives and listen to those. I want you to stay tuned because we have more guests coming this month. Have a very good lineup of wonderful guests. Um, this is our first one, Miss Sarah Harmon. Um, and I'm just so very glad to have her. I want you to remember always the words in Romans 10 and 17 that says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.